Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ollie Media Podcast. Episode one, Thanksgiving special. Good way to start it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, so today's guest is actually going to be Julia. Uh, starting Hi, off Mom. strong. <laughs> starting <laughs> off strong. Um, we're supposed to have Corey. Yeah, we're supposed to have Corey, but... Um, he's our leader. Yeah. But Julia is um, uh, an SLA, which is a student life assistant, and she did the Kaleo program, and she's been an SLA before, so she knows lots about what the Kaleo program is about. So I guess we should probably say what this podcast is about. And maybe oh, introduce ourselves. You, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'm Olivia. I'm Oliver. Uh, oh. oh, no. <laughs> this is Julia. I'm Julia. <laughs> um, so. Um, we're your hosts. Yeah, we're going to be your hosts um, every week. Yeah. You don't have to, you'll be stuck with us. So yeah, so. basically the podcast is going to just be like us kind of giving updates on what we're doing with the Kaleo program and our adventures, our adventures, past week, our journey with faith and that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. We're going to be interviewing like other Kaleo students. Yeah. And yeah. So we're going to get Julia to give us just like a little rundown about what the Kaleo program is for those of you who are unaware. Okay. So one thing about the uh, Kaleo program, there are five components to it. And I always forget one <laughs> when I'm saying it, so I wrote it down, and I'll go through it. But um, Kaleo is this, like, super cool opportunity where, like, I feel like a lot of people who go through university and college don't get to do things like this. So um, you do your first year of biblical studies. Um, so it's, like, fully academically accredited. Um, and then you also get to go on all these, like, crazy cool adventures, like sailing, um, not this year because of COVID-19. But we actually did a kayaking trip instead of that, so you can also do skiing and surfing, and you hike up a mountain. There's like a whole bunch of stuff you do on top of uh, your regular academics. Um, But the five components we're talking about is one, academic. So um, like I said, you get your full uh, first year biblical studies. Mm -hmm. Um, Second is adventure. So um, like I said, you're going through all these really cool adventures with your friends. So um, community, that's another part of it. Um, Kaleo is like very heavily focused around the people you're with um, and not only just in this community but like outside of that so they have chances to connect to other churches um, and different opportunities to connect to people around like even our little town that we have here Um, so it's like a really cool place to like get to know people like you literally start the program uh, barely knowing these people and you finish knowing these people for life and they're lifelong friends and are basically brothers and sisters. It's really cool. Um, and then I said cool a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> um, ministry is one. So you're going to be involved in a mission trip halfway through. And that's usually like a very challenging part for a lot of people. Uh, but it's, it's meant to be that it's meant to like spur you on. And there's one that goes to Mexico, and there's another one that is a um, homeless ministry in Vancouver. And then Are we last going one, um, not this year. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, leadership is the last one. So uh, when I did Kaleo, I did not know at all how much it's supposed to be around leadership, and I was like, oh, there's like focus on leadership a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, so many leadership yeah. workshops. <laughs> um, but. This year is meant to be 
um, like pursuing you towards Christ and in that you're gonna learn how to become a leader and like the easy times and also the very hard times um, and everybody is like challenging each other and pushing each other and encouraging each other so mm-hmm. that's a, a little bit as to what Kalea looks like Perfect. thank you yeah. thank you well yeah. on that note I guess you said there's lots of adventures that go with yeah, it. Yeah, and we've already and done a couple yeah, of Yeah, we've been so. on our fair share. We've done our fair share of adventuring already this, mm-hmm. was it past four weeks? Yeah, how long have we been here? Four weeks? Um, I think it's week four now. Wow, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. I'm already oh, wow. like best friends with everyone. Giggles. <laughs> 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 that's crazy. Okay. I don't know if I feel so, the same way. Yeah, but. so when we got here, it kind of sucked. Um, well, no, it was what? like, it was like fun, but like, there was lots of COVID restrictions. <laughs> there was lots of like COVID restrictions and we had to wear masks all the time. Yeah, we had, so like, basically, don't worry, we were being COVID precautious because first two weeks we had to wear masks everywhere except our rooms and you could only sit with your roommates at meals. Yeah. And yeah, but the two weeks went by fast if you look back at it yeah, now. Yeah, it was fast. So yeah, that aspect of it wasn't very fun, but like everything else was just great we got mm-hmm. uh we started off by our first adventure adventure uh we went on a hike to mount trip. albert edwards but we didn't get to actually go up the mountain yeah. because super foggy fog. fog we would have been would've dangerous been, yeah we would have been dangerous but we had a blast it was yeah, a little wet it was actually so much fun rain, <laughs> rain the whole wet. time <laughs> no. but it was fun yeah no the backpacking trip was like a really good like kind of opening up to like like so i don't know for the backpacking trip you were like we got split in half so like it was kind of like sucky because you couldn't like bond with everyone but like with your like half you like bonded really well with everyone i know i got to know like everyone in my group a lot better and it was really cool and we had some really funny times yeah became a lot more comfortable with each other shared our testimonies but (laughs) it was kind of funny because like we shared our longer testimonies but i felt like on the kayak trip when we did like our short testimonies people got like a lot more vulnerable and actually mm-hmm. learned a lot more about them because like we're yeah, just more comfortable now yeah julia had a pretty good experience with the rain yeah the oh, the i was gonna mention that all yeah, right tell this, you. this tell phone you. that you see here was not the phone i had on that trip <laughs> oh actually <laughs> yeah oh, no shoot. you didn't know this no <laughs> so short story um middle of the night i was hammocking not middle of the night the start of the night i was hammocking <laughs> and it was not working i was supposed to be sleeping Underneath another person who was hammocking, Kurt, who's also a leader in the program, he got into his hammock and like literally went down to my face and I was like, I can't do this. So I was like, I'm sleeping with the students. And I went into, were you in my tent? Yeah. I went to Olivia's tent and um, the rain was so bad. And during that time, like I brought everything over. It was pouring all over my stuff and I got in and I was like, oh, I'm so cold. And I like squished into the side because I already had everything set up. And I was like right against the side of the tent. And there was just, I could see it dribbling down the side of, inside of the tent. And I was like, this is not going to be a good night. And my sleeping bag got soaked. I was wet and cold all night. And my phone, I realized, had fallen out uh, underneath the hammocking place into the rain. Um, and got downpoured on all night. Oh, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was so loud. Was, like I could not yeah. sleep because it was like rain and wind and it was literally so loud and you were like on the edge and then we woke up everything was like drenched oh like, so if there was a sock and like i grabbed a sock that was like on the ground of the tent and just like you could, you could bring it out, out and it was like <laughs> so oh, it was so i mean bad. i i have no complaints my tent and my like roommates were completely dry so yeah. <laughs> no, and the whole way back we're wearing all our wet gear just yeah like a, i couldn't even wear my rain jacket i was like it's already the other the other group of guys i was with us they uh the one guy woke up in the morning, 
and got off his sleeping mat and they began to float. That's how much water was in their tent. Yeah, so. Patrick. Patrick, yeah. <laughs> they took no. a photo, too, of Elijah in, in tent. And he's like, this. yeah, Elijah's. <laughs> And there's like, it looks like, you know when you're in a cave and there's those little things like hanging down? Oh, that, yeah. was, that was the water of the tent, just like these oh. big drips. And it would like slowly drip on Yeah, he said he was trying to sleep and it was like, <laughs> like That'd be that's so, so unfortunate. But yeah, it was still really fun though. I like, I was unhappy at some points and I was very cold. <laughs> and like the tarp, like there was nowhere to sit. Everywhere was wet, so we had to stand for so much. You guys freaking went swimming. <laughs> yeah. like we weren't already wet uh, enough. You just went in the I was, lake. As soon as I got changed and was in dry clothes, I was really warm. But then the two others that did it, they were so cold afterwards. They yeah. could not get warm. I felt so bad. Bad choice. But it was a really, it was a really good time to get to know everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And anyways, so that was the backpacking trip. Yeah. Then we had a lot more or a lot better what a lot better weather. We had better weather on our kayaking trip. <laughs> cool. What I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> so we just got back from our kayaking yeah. trip. And yes, very good weather. The, oh, still, it only it only rained. It only rained on the day back, but it wasn't even like bad. It wasn't too bad. There's some waves that definitely made it kind of fun. Yeah. Oh, fun fun story about the kayaking trip on the first oh, yeah. day. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> our plan was we were gonna hug the coast and go, I guess to the right. I don't know whatever that direction is. Um, but so we went there and then it was super foggy. Like you can't even see Salt Spring Island where we were supposed to kayak across to. And so we had to reach a good spot where we could cross. And so we get to this point where we're crossing and we start crossing. And then I don't, what even happened? Like Kurt's compass was like broken or something. Yeah. Kurt was in front of me and I was behind him and he had his compass like in front and he literally see like the arrow moving all crazy. And so he was trying to be like, right, left, Right, and then we, he started saying right a lot, and I was like, Kurt, like, I'm going right. Anyways, and then we found this this island, and we were yeah. like, wow, oh, we made a short it kayak. in 10 minutes. We're such good paddlers. <laughs> Starts kayaking for, like, two kilometers, and then Jared's like, guys, wait, isn't the sun supposed to be on the other side? And we're like, Jared. And then we're like, oh, and then we're like, leaders meeting. <laughs> and we all went, and we're like, guys. We did not do that. We just went a 180 back around to the, <laughs> to yeah. the land that we were just We at. thought we made it all the way across and started going, but we actually went like this way. We did much more paddling than we needed to. Fog is disorienting, and that's why we didn't summit the mountain on the backpacking trip. It was pretty dumb, yeah. and we did yeah, it. it was really but once the fog cleared, it was good. Yeah. It was really beautiful, yeah. yeah. And I was kayak partners with Greg. Uh, you'll learn a lot about Greg, probably. <laughs> yeah, you better tune into that episode at least. Like, yeah, at least. Yeah. If you're not gonna watch anything. At least, at least watch the Greg episode. <laughs> I mean, this episode's good because we got Julia too. But, <laughs> but, but Greg. also, first one, I feel like the quality of the first episode always is a lot lower yeah. than the next episode. <laughs> but yeah. I'm glad you started off. It only it's only uphill from here. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, Greg is just if you're confused. Greg is another student here, but over the backpacking trip and the kayaking trip and just like everything, he's become quite a legend. Quite the icon. Yeah. Yeah. We Such all worship Kind of like the mascot. We don't worship, of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't yeah. worship God here. We worship <laughs> Greg. <laughs> but yeah. So I was, first I was kayak partners with Greg, so I was like so happy. But then on the last day, they were expecting it to be like worse weather and like kind of like stormy and like. It so, was. And me and Greg were really slow, so they had to split us up <laughs> and, like, give us some help. <laughs> so then I was not with Greg anymore. Yeah. There was quite a few waves, I felt, going up and down. It was pretty fun, mm-hmm. but very tiring. 
I'm yeah. glad to be back. If I'm being honest, I don't know how much I enjoyed the actual, like, kayaking part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <I> <laughs> the backpacking trip, I think I liked more for, like, the backpacking. Oh, really? But, like, this trip I had more fun, like, when we were hanging on the island, like, getting to know everyone, listening to testimonies, mm-hmm. like, just, like, playing games. And getting pizza. And getting, yeah. yeah. That, that was, was good. I think this is, well, we've only had two trips so far, but this is by far the best trip for food that yeah. we've had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, because a, uh, a boat had to come and bring... Uh, one of the students, Charlotte, because she can't kayak because her thumbs hurt. Hard <laughs> ligaments. Yeah. So, like, boat had to bring her, and they also brought us pizza for supper, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, it was more fun in terms of, like, hanging out, having a good time on the island, but kayaking, not my favorite thing ever to do. But it was a really cool experience, like, just, like, kayaking in the ocean, because yeah. we've never done that before. And it's all, like, so seals. Salty. So, yeah. I, I got took really a selfie wet. with a seal. Nice. Yeah, you got really close to the seal. You really like seals now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Seal guy. Seal guy. What else happened on the kayak trip? I don't know. We well, we wrote a song about Greg, kind of. Oh yeah, well it's down by the bay, except down by the Greg. (laughs) I think that should be your opening theme song. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to cut something. Greg. Greg is starting to play (laughs) Greg is always he's not pleased. But, um, Which he puts up we're it. trying so hard, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> He's not pleased with us. <laughs> Whatever we do, we just can't measure up to his greatness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, oh, and the... And, um, dance yeah, party. anyway, so kayak trip, done. Oh, yeah, so then we were on the kayak trip, and then randomly, I forget what I was thinking, but I was just like, I want to have a dance party. And then I like asked Jesse if we have anything Saturday night, and she was like, no, I don't think so. It's like Thanksgiving weekend, can I have it off? And I was like we're having a dance party and then like Gabby was like oh like can I like help you organize it and so me and Gabby got like snacks and like set it up and we had a dance party in here and it was lit mm-hmm. <laughs> I love dance parties <laughs> it was fun. Julia couldn't even come I know it was sad but I think I'm everyone next time yeah, yeah we're gonna good. have more because I think everyone had a lot of fun yeah, and I'm gonna do the worm that's my famous dance party movie. really I tried yeah. to do the worm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> my body, I did the worm a little bit, but like my body was like, "Why did stop doing the worm? Like it really hurt." <laughs> I think my most famous dance move is probably like twerking. Oh. Really? <laughs> no, I actually, I made up a dance move. If any of my friends ever watch this podcast, they may know. My mom said she would watch this podcast. <laughs> She's like, "Is there a way I can listen?" To-? I just talked Aww. to her before this. Anyways, what's the? Are you gonna, I can demonstrate. Gonna, yeah, sure. I mean, whoever's listening isn't going to be able to... I don't know to... how much the camera can see, but... Okay. <laughs> Does you know, it take a lot of room? I'll do... I'll do the... Up, I have a few. I'll oh. do the upper body jellyfish. So it involves you sitting on a chair. Okay. For those who can't see me physically, um, I'm sitting on a chair, and my body, upper body, moves like a jellyfish. And it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those things outside of car dealerships. So yeah. Like, yeah. People, don't compare, people don't compare me to that. Julia, you kind of I was like, I oh, know. <laughs> nice. Very cool. <laughs> so, Very cool. That's, uh, yeah. One time me and my friend tried to make a dance move. Like, it was kind of like the shoot. We called it the stone. I don't know why, but it was just like, it was just weird, like kicking. Hmm. It's like kind of like the yeah. shoot, but different. That's pretty cool. Nice. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was definitely <laughs> a fun time. We had the lights going. It was everybody. Yeah, was and so loud music. And we were doing so many like cha-cha slide, macarena. I taught everyone how to YMCA, line dance to um, the usual. Oh, yeah, Pulse. I taught everyone how to line dance to Cadillac Ranch, and everyone actually did it really good. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so did uh, some two stepping. 
Should we should we move on to everybody's soon to be favorite segment? Oh, I think okay. it's time. I don't so, know what this is. It's time for da da da. Oh, it's time for, for the segment words what, words with words Eli. With words Eli. with Eli. It's 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 the segment where Eli comes and says words. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in case you're wondering who Eli is, he's gonna come up on. Oh, we don't have a set. chair for him. Just uh, watch Woo-hoo. out. You can have so my chair. Me? Come behind Hi, him. Guys. I mean, come behind to make sure. Okay. You're good. I'm coming around. He's tall enough. <laughs> yeah, he's tall enough. What if he's do you wanna do you wanna sit on that? Here, I can bring maybe? another chair. It's okay. It's, it'll, it'll be quick. <laughs> is it close enough yeah. to hear my voice? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it should be. So uh, this is Eli. This is Eli. So where are you from, Eli? I am from Canterbury, New Zealand. Nice. Wow. And what brought you to Kiwanis, Camp Kiwanis, or Kaleo? I like good Camp Kiwanis. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. So I sent them an email. And I was like, can I come? <laughs> they were like, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, cool. Then I came here. And how long have you been working here for? About a year and a half now, actually. A year and a half. Nice. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I was meant to be here for three months. <laughs> That's it's a little been, longer It's been, than been right? a little longer than that. Nice. So, so um, we hear that you pronounce certain words differently. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you have an accent. Um. So today, <laughs> I think you're like sweating. <laughs> yeah. He's nervous. It's a big moment. This is a big moment. When I got asked to be on this, I was like, "Whoa, it's a big deal. I'm gonna perform." So, uh, basically, so you all know, like the typical Canadian breakfast food, you have like bacon and eggs, or like eggs in general. But uh, Eli, what do you? What do you? You said you don't really like eggs. Nah, so, eggs are pretty trash. Yeah. I don't like eggs. eggs. They serve them eggs. all the time here at camp, actually. <laughs> if you like eggs, come here. If you don't, then uh, you can come here, but you just won't like sure. breakfasts quite often. You know what's interesting? <laughs> I feel like last year, you, your accent has kind of gone down a little bit <laughs> over the Shoot. year and a half. <laughs> because the first time I ever heard you say egg, it was literally like eeg. <laughs> and now there's, it's like a mix. It's like egg is spelled E-G-G, try, and he says say, it like E-E-G. Try say Try and say egg like how you used to. Egg? I don't know. I say egg. It's an egg. 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 I've definitely heard an you egg. say egg. <laughs> an egg. What, else, what other word? Um, what about? I know this is uh, Sam's favorite word. Thwarted. Thwarted. Yeah. Thwarted. Or say water. 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 Yeah. What you, I what get you, teased a lot because of my accent. What you, no, no, it's I cool. Like it. yeah, I wish I had an accent. But, um, what are you wearing right now? This is a jersey. Jersey. It's quite nice. I just That's got given it actually. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's actually a hoodie. But um, he, calls, he, he calls it a jersey. So. See, you may think he's wearing a basketball jersey. You have been led astray. Yeah. Because he's from to. New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those of you on the podcast who can't see what he is wearing, I mean, it's, it's also not a, a hoodie because it's got a hoodie. Yeah. You'd call it a jersey as well. So, wait, what do you this call it? This is a jersey. Yeah. But it's also a crew neck. Yeah. What do you think? That's what? a that's a real jersey, jersey jersey. Yeah, definitely jersey. Because that's okay. like a woolly jersey. A Mom, woolly jersey. It's a, a new jersey. <laughs> so what do you call? So wait, is a sweater is a sweater not a word in New Zealand? We, we use all the words in New Zealand. <laughs> all the words. <laughs> all the words. <laughs> it's like our vocabulary is just like all of yours plus more. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. We're just a bit cool more sophisticated over there. <laughs> What's another cool word over there? What do you call an apartment? You call it a flat? An apartment building? Yeah, you can call it a flat. Because we've never I've never you, called a flat. Have you seen that on like yeah. TV shows? Yeah. You can call it a flat? Yeah. Yeah, it's a flat. 
cool. Very cool. Thank you, Eli. Thank you, Eli. So uh, next week, we'll, you can leave. We'll do a, uh, a suggestion box on Instagram at ollie.media, uh, media podcast. So oh. it's O-L-I dot media podcast. Yeah, go follow the Instagram. And uh, you can type some words that you want Eli to say. And you can also, it'll, we'll be posting this on YouTube. So you can uh, comment what words you want Eli to For say. For now, I think I'll just post them on my YouTube because okay. it's a lot of work and to make a new YouTube channel. And what's the name of your YouTube channel? Just Olivia Mochenko. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Little plug. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> how do you spell Mochenko? M-O-W. M-O-W-C-H-E-N-K-O. I'll put it. Wait. I'll put it the link. What? Or I'll put it the words. What? <laughs> it's Mochenko? Yeah. I've been saying Mao this whole time. It's okay. <laughs> like Mao Yerong. Four weeks into the program. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty common for people to say Mao Chango. <laughs> yeah, so for a long time I think that basically concludes our first episode. Yeah, so thank you smooth. so much if you've watched the whole thing. Personally, yeah. I'm not a big podcast listener myself, so I don't know if I could sit down and listen to other people talk for this long. So if you have, <laughs> thank you. You can listen to us talk for this long. It's yeah. bearable. Hopefully yeah, yeah. Once, so. thanks uh, thanks to Julia for, <laughs> hey, maybe you'll be back sometime. for coming in last minute I'll stepping in for Corey who yeah. slacking a little yeah, bit Corey. it's like he has to spend Thanksgiving <laughs> with his family or something yeah. like what the heck but um yeah uh, enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving uh, have a great week and we will come back to you next week uh, with stories from our surfing trip I'm sure oh, yeah. so. we're heading surfing tomorrow we're surfing so that'll be an experience Kalabunga. Yeah, in Tofino. So. <laughs> right on Eli's we, What is it, shredding the gnar? Oh, uh, yeah. But I mean, that's more like a snow thing, but you can also shred the gnar. Uh, we're going to sh- shred the gnar. Back a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be doing that. Uh, so, yeah, tune in next week. Uh, we'll be we'll keep you posted. We'll let you know when we post our next episode, but probably be Saturday. We're going to have Sid Coop on. Next Quite, week we are? Yeah, because he's coming. Isn't he not, is he not coming and teaching us? Yeah, it'll be next week. Yeah, Yeah. next week. Sweet. Okay. So next week we'll have Sid Coop. Uh, Tune in for that. And yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. Ciao for now. I just clapped so (laughs) people would know it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Oh my goodness. I think that went pretty good. We went. Hey guys, welcome back to. The Ollie Media Podcast. Um, I'm Olivia. I'm Oliver. And this is our third episode. And we're finally here with Sid Coop. Everyone's been waiting. (laughs) (laughs) So many people have been waiting, I'm sure. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, on the first episode, um, I I like misjudged the weeks. And I was like, yeah, next episode we'll have Sid Coop. And then I just, uh, yeah, I lied. And then like, oh. For sure, the next episode. So, <laughs> so I'm finally, glad that ended up yeah. Working out or that been well, hey, I just want to say to you guys, first of all, like I'm, I am really honored to be on the podcast, of course. And I'm sorry, this has been my fault for how delayed this oh. podcast is. So I apologize. You guys have been super gracious and patient with me. Thank you. No, it's okay. We don't really have like um set like times. Like, like we're, not, we're not very consistent yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we get so many technical difficulties. Like our last one was the first one we posted on YouTube and there were so many problems. Yeah. <laughs> we, posted, <laughs> we posted it first with like a really bad echo because something happened. I don't know. The audio got like not lined up all of a sudden. So we had to repost it. And it took yeah. so long for the, you have to get verified if you want to post a video longer than 15 minutes. It was just a learning cool experience. Thing. <laughs> Way to go, you guys. Well, I'm really honored to be a part of the learning journey. This is great. Way to go. 
<laughs> so yeah so oh yeah okay so oliver put on our like we have an instagram for the podcast now and he put um what we should like talk about with sid coop and then someone like there's a bunch of like random requests none of them really had anything to do with what we're going to talk about <laughs> but <laughs> one request was um they wanted to hear the story of our first kiss <laughs> the story of my first kiss and ours yeah we were gonna just just open it up with a little light stories <laughs> i love it and just to be clear um we have never kissed like when we talk about first kisses this is like this is we have not kissed no. I, just to be you know clear on the podcast yeah. i think that's great no, our, not first, our kiss, first kiss yeah. but like each first of time ours. i met sid uh no, <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bible does say we should greet one another with a holy kiss, but since COVID hit, you know, yeah. we've been trying to pull back a little bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah. So, do you want? To, I'll start. You you say yours. Okay. Just quick. So mine, um, <laughs> it was like the middle of like school, like class, and I was just like, I can't remember what happened, <laughs> but um, so I think I was can't remember how old I was. But I just like saw someone in like I saw someone in the hallways that I knew. <laughs> and she's like, hey, like you want to kiss? I was like, sure. And so we just like just kissed and then like went to our class, like, yeah, on the way by it was like a quick hit and run kind of thing. I don't know. Was <laughs> <laughs> this like last year? <laughs> no, not last year. <laughs> <laughs> Last week in class, that happened? I don't yeah, know. Last... What the heck? <laughs> All right. Yeah, on the way to lunch. Yeah. No. <laughs> nice. <laughs> interesting. Um, mine was like big peer pressure. I did not want to. <laughs> but I think it was because like it was when I first moved to like a new city. So I had to like like be nice to everyone. So I'd like make friends. And then this one guy like caught word that I hadn't had my first kiss yet so then he was like he really wanted to be my first kiss I don't know why but he was like just like telling everyone and everyone was like come on like do it, do it. <laughs> and then my one friend had just had her first kiss like a week earlier so she was just a pro so she's like I'll do it if you do. So I was like okay and then he like kissed her and then kissed me and then that was it. but yeah I did not want to but it's kind of funny because I ended up like dating that guy like two years later <laughs> i think my my first the first the story i tell about my first kiss and i don't i'm i don't know if there was maybe one when i was like grade two at school on the playground i can't quite remember that i'm not sure but the story i tell is that was at camp and i was talking with this girl it was quite late at night we were we were outside of the outside the cabin and uh, I, I wasn't supposed to be at camp, but I broke my ankle driving a motorcycle. So then I ended up at camp that week. And I, I always say to guys, listen, if you want to get a girl to talk to you, break a part of your body. And all of a sudden they start talking to you. Like, it's unbelievable. So we're sitting there talking. And all of a sudden I feel this on the side of my face. And I'm like, oh, that's like a big bug just splatted on me or something. And then I realized she just kissed me. <laughs> and so that was like the first kiss. And I jump up and I'm like, I got to go. And I, I go crunching back to my cabin. And I find my best friend, Carlin. I'm like, Carlin, 
I got to talk to you. So we're leaving the cabin in the middle of like Bevo's and, uh, and the council's like, Hey, where are you going? We're like, we got to go pray or whatever. I don't even know. So anyways, <laughs> we get out there and then I turned him and go, Carlin, you're not going to believe what happened. He's like, what? I go, I just got kissed. And he's like, by what? I'm like a girl. <laughs> so that was kind of, that's kind of the, that's the way I remember that first experience. And it was definitely at camp. I definitely remember this spot that there's probably a number of details that aren't quite as accurate as I would like them to be but I definitely pulled Carlin out of the cabin and definitely yelled very loud what took place thinking yeah. that no one would hear and of course everybody heard at that point in time so that's definitely the story right there it's definitely a good atmosphere for for, I don't know, like lots well, of- we kind of put the big snail on that at our camp. We kind of there was a long time where we had rules at our camp that if you ended up like you know, getting caught making out at camp because there's lots of elements that go along with that. That if a guy and girl got caught making out, the girl had to phone the guy's mom and explain to her what she did, and the guy had to phone the girl's dad and explain to him what they what they did. We didn't have a whole lot of of that going on at that point in time, so <laughs> that was kind of part of the jam at least that's like the urban legend around here that that yeah. used to be that way nobody knows you know? for sure because it hasn't happened that's well correct i don't think we've yes correct right answer oliver i like it <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah anyways that's a nice little intro <laughs> <laughs> nice icebreaker. um so yeah well we just kind of wanted to like have you introduce yourself because i don't know well we just had class and said was our professor yeah so basically but, yeah. just give like a little where you're from and what you do kind of thing yeah cool you got first of all i love being class your class was awesome we i had i had a really great week i'm looking forward to coming back to finishing the class in the new year which will be fun too but i grew up in a little town in manitoba called elkhorn manitoba a town of like 500 people i had 10 people in my grad class that's it like that 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 was tight that was small we loved it yeah olivia what were you gonna say oh no i also well i had like 10 people in my class before i moved to like a city so I didn't graduate with them but I grew up with them you understand small town living I like it that's great <laughs> yeah so did that and then I went to Briarcrest after high school did a year of university and then felt like I wanted to go into full-time youth ministry so finished at Briarcrest I was in Canmore Alberta there for four years I youth pastoring in the church and then in Lethbridge Alberta for 11 years and uh, was youth pastoring there while running our organization truth matters and then for the last about seven years we've been here in Kelowna and uh, our organization my wife's the executive director of Green Bay Bible Camp so we live at the camp and then I run our organization and we spend most of our time right now encouraging and equipping youth workers to better disciple students and um, and so we we do that in the multiple ways we run conferences when we can across the country we run a school a two-year program called the Coalition for Youth Ministry Excellence we do um, research, we do uh, uh, resourcing, and a lot of it is online resourcing. And then we do like uh, helping uh, design youth ministries and coaching and helping youth ministries become more effective in, in what they're doing. So it's pretty fun, you guys. I get to do a lot of this kind of stuff and, and just helping um, helping people think through what it means to pass faith on to the next generation, which is what we were doing at Kaleo, teaching a class on camping and youth ministry, which was, which was super cool. Love it. Yeah, it was really fun. Definitely. Um, so what would you say is kind of like the hardest thing, like right now with COVID and everything, you kind of said 
it's like a learning experience for everyone. So, uh, yeah, how would we, like, what's a good way to reach the youth going forward, I would say? Yeah, man, that's a really great question, Oliver. So here's what's been hard. I think in many of our youth ministry environments, we've got used to certain systems and structures for doing youth ministry or programs, right? We know that we can show up at church. We do this, 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 and this. We have these people involved. And with COVID, um, most of those systems or structures don't exist, at least not in the same way. So we've had to think through again, okay, what, you know, how do we pursue our mission? How do we express or live out our values? How do we invite kids into community? And I think, I think that's the, the hardest part right now, you know, because God has designed us for community. Like we experience his grace and his love. Um, through community so much, you know, theologically, if we take a look at, at the big picture of the Bible, you know, and you start understanding God's call and his design is, is this concept that we were made for community. It's reflected in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we've been designed to experience that type of unconditional love. You know, uh, you know, a word that, that the Bible used would be koinonia or a fellowship, a way of being together. We're designed for that, that trans, that's transforming in our lives. And, um, and especially, you know, in, in adolescence, we long to belong so much. And so I think the big challenge right now is trying to figure out how to create spaces of belonging for adolescents to be able to experience God's love and his kingdom way in community. I think that's our great challenge right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is like the same question as what you just asked, but it's kind of like, like, how do we like transition from like youth to leaders when there's like no like youth <laughs> like there is yeah. youth to work with because like, yeah because yeah, like most of the like learning experience is actually dealing with youth and having that experience of how to pass it on but right now like us upcoming leaders we don't really have that experience it's a little hard over zoom so yeah 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 well and that that's a great point oliver and i think i think that the truth is it is hard like there's no doubt it's hard but let's be really clear this isn't the, um, you know, this isn't the most difficult context for figuring out how to live the kingdom way. Do you know what I mean? There have been much more difficult contexts. You think about um, cultures that were violently opposed to faith yeah. and how the church had to figure out how to function and thrive, um, you know, underground, love each other, gather, serve their cultural context. You think about, you know, the church when it was persecuted, even in the very beginnings and how that persecution moved them to continue to think, how do we love each other? How do we care for each other? How do we, you know, serve within our culture and our community? So in one sense, this is, this has always been the challenge. I think we've been in a unique space for a lot of years in, in, in Western culture, but you, you know, this isn't, I would, I would like to suggest that this isn't the first time that we or the church have, have faced challenges and how to go about this. So what do we do? I think we remind ourselves exactly what we're about. Like, let's, let's refocus on our mission and our purpose. Let's acknowledge kind of the um, environments that we are in right now. And then let's think um, innovatively about how we can pursue the mission that God's called us to. Because a couple of things that keep driving me, you guys. Number one, if God didn't want me in this time, I wouldn't be here. So I've been called to a time such as this. And number two, um, he always has a way. Like he's always been working. He is working, always will be working. And so there is a way forward in this. 
And so I think what we do is we get together, we pray, we think about the best possible ways that we can do the gospel work he's called us to, and then we try it. And when it doesn't work, we reimagine again. And I think the hard part is, um, is fighting to grow our faith in this time, trusting that God is at work, trusting he has a way, trusting he'll give us a way for the next step. That's the hard part. So then, now here's what's fascinating to me, you guys. What's really fascinating to me is for the longest time, we've talked about our digital platforms as being a real distraction from healthy living and you know growing deep in Jesus. And there are certain things that are distractions about it. And yet now in this time, we're trying to really think through how do we redeem it? How do we use it? And so I was talking with, um, with a lady named Crystal Curgis, who's from the U.S. She's absolutely wonderful. And she's the um, vice president of discipleship for Young Life in the U.S. And she said to me, she goes, Sid, I think one way forward is that before we would do discipleship and our digital devices were a distraction from what we were trying to do. And now they've become the platform for doing it. So it might not be the same type of distraction. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not inherent problems with it. And we got, you know, like we're, what we're doing in our youth ministries is we're trying to get volunteer leaders to show up on driveways, make phone calls, um, gather socially distanced small numbers in their home. Like these are all things that we can still do broadly. And then for you guys, you know, I think this is probably a season where, well, it is where you go deep in your faith because what we model is going to be the most important part of, of our journey of discipleship with others. So you go, you have a season where you get to go deep in your faith. And then to the best of your ability, you use the tools and opportunities that are around you. So maybe it means making an extra phone call, uh, texting. Maybe it means things like um, purposefully gaming with appropriate environments. You know what I mean? To build relationship and enter into conversations, right? Like, and I think if, I think we, we try to be really good critical thinkers, we're aware of how things are shaping us, whether positive or negative, and we make good decisions on that. But um, by all means, we keep trying to help people experience the gospel of Jesus Christ, both here and experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to wrestle with it. And again, I just have to believe my biggest fight is the fight of faith to believe that when God says he will give us what we need to do what he's asking us to do, that includes now. And so I'm praying that his spirit will keep leading me, but it's not easy. You guys, like, I mean, this is a great moment on the podcast to sound so positive, but <laughs> then in like a half hour from now, I'm like, Lord, I can't keep going. So yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And I think we learned a lot about like things we can do like in class too got a lot of notes. I don't remember them often. <laughs> uh, me neither. By the way, I understand that. And you, and again, you know what you guys like, like no one, there's no such thing as an expert in this time because we've never been through this. Mm. So all of us are trying to learn uh, together and that's just true. So no one's an expert at this point. Yeah. Trial and error is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so then um, moving on, I was going to ask if you have any advice for like getting like, more um youth involved like in like the church as like and like youth group and kind of thing and like just kind of like elaborate on how we're like we come off as like judgmental but like that kind of like scares kids away because like I know for like our youth group that like 
we're helping at right now like mm-hmm. there's like kind of a lack of youth and I think like a lot of the youth groups are experiencing that so just like I don't know how do we get them in? <laughs> but, yeah that's a great question Olivia so here's what I think I think um I think uh trust built over time allows us the opportunity to influence deeply and so then I go okay how do we get to build trust while we have shared experiences together. Do you know what I mean? We do stuff together. We learn to relate. We learn to listen. So um, I, I've been a big believer that I overestimate what I can accomplish in like one year and underestimate what I can do in five. When I started in Canmore um, as a new youth worker, and I wasn't thinking in terms of one year and five, I was thinking in terms of like one month and five months, you know, at that point at the beginning, I thought that kids should listen to me and I should be able to influence on all this stuff right away. And they didn't want to, it was, they hadn't wanted nothing to do with me that way. And what I had to do was just persevere in, um, in, um, in loving and staying present and continuing to pursue appropriately in a non-threatening manner. And it took us like two months plus with a lot of shared experiences and a lot of perseverance where all of a sudden they began to trust me and start opening up and then I could begin to influence. You know what I mean? And so to like, I would always say um, aggressively love and humbly point to the truth over time can will win the day. But but we have to be patient and we have to be present and we have to persevere. Does that make sense, you guys? So I don't think it's magic, but man, it's not easy, right? Yeah, yeah and I, then oh, you can go ahead. Go ahead. It's like kind of hard like for us because I don't know, we only have like yeah. one here. So I'm like, and I still feel kind of like awkward, like, I don't know, <laughs> like talking to the kids and stuff. Cause like, we don't know them that well. And like some yeah. to themselves. For you guys, it's for you guys, it's really hard because you get to drop in once a week yeah. and you're only here for like a year if that. And so here's what I think I, my, my, for you guys, what I think is number one, this is a great opportunity for you to learn. So you get to drop in and learn, you observe, you see. You'll even learn how kids respond in the short term and those sorts of things. So that's a great learning. You get to observe structures and see how have those structures that are in place help facilitate good, like um, good relationships and ministry. So you're observing a lot. And then I think what you do is you pray, God, help me to be faithful in the moments you want to give. So, so I also don't underestimate how powerful a moment can be when God calls us to step into a young person's life for just this time. And so I know I can't do everything, but I can be faithful in this time. Maybe it's just faithful to listen. Maybe it's simply faithful to say hi. Maybe it's simply faithful to be interested in someone. Like maybe they've never had someone before actually give them honor and dignity or respect by asking an honest question and wanting to actually listen to them. You know what I mean? That might be like one of the first times. And even though outwardly they might respond defensively or cautiously, we never know what God's doing inwardly. And so I think, you know, for you guys, I would just go, Lord, this is all I got right now. I got this hour and a half this week. So I'm going to trust that your spirit will help me be faithful with that hour and a half this week. And it might only be me standing there praying for these kids in my head. Like that might be the only thing I get to do. You know what I mean? But that's a good thing. Like that's a really good thing and a really important thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think part of, yeah, like bringing more kids in and uh, like keeping them coming to you is what you said is like building the trust. So more long term. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. good. Like realize to not like try and put that 
weight in our shoulders yeah. to make like our well, yeah and you guys are helping out at youth youth groups so those youth groups have the burden of responsibility to figure out how to engage their community how to create experiences and opportunities you know to bring the community in and to go to the community and then they invite you on that journey so so you guys are guests for a time to be faithful in the moment, but really it's those organizations and those churches that bear the burden of responsibility to really figure out how to, um, how to make a difference in their community. That's actually their responsibility primarily. Yeah. 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 That's good. Good thought to think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. So then like going along with that, I was kind of like, when in the first like conference that you guys had, like the Zoom that we were watching or whatever, they're the yeah. one. Yeah. Um, the one guy was saying how like, uh, you need to create like, uh, time for like the individuals to like have like trans or like individual time for trans. Wait, what? Sorry. Transformational. <laughs> Transfer like for transformation like on their own terms, kind of. And like you said, a like youth group is always just like you know, come play a game, have a snack, have the talk at the end. And then it's just kind of like getting into like a routine. And like, I know that's like every youth group I've been to, I haven't really seen anything different. So just like, kind of like, how do you create, create those like times for like individual transformation? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've always believed that um, connecting with students inside program moments, like within your program is a really great thing. We should do it. But sometimes if we only connect with kids inside the program, kids can feel like they're the program a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like if I wasn't in your program, you wouldn't care about me. So you know, so what I think is when we connect with kids outside of program moments, so we go watch them as they're playing a sport or in their school or we take them out, you know, for a burger or, you know, that's appropriate with the protocols. Uh, of the organization you're working with when we work within those and do that stuff what happens there is i think kids go oh you really care about me like you're taking time outside of the program to connect with me i'm more than just a program to you i'm a human being that you actually value okay this is incredible so then that begins to have impact and then like now you guys don't get to do this but people in youth ministries or communities when they stay with that group of kids for a number of years and now they're connecting with them both in the program and outside of the program, that becomes really powerful for that young person because now again, they're more than a program. They get to see you living life and they feel deeply loved, cared for by you. You get to hear their story. You get to engage them in, in the real elements of life because they begin to trust you. So, so I really believe You know, one of the things that we're talking, we're working with a number of youth ministries across the country and we have like these, these values we think are really important or these behaviors that reflect certain values. And one of them is reaching out. And so when you reach out to kids, when you intentionally go to them, and especially if you reach out to them outside of program moments, it makes a significant impact in their lives. It can make a real difference. And I know with my boys, like they would have their leader every once in a while, pick them up from school and take them for lunch. And we would give permission for that. We thought it was great. And it just made such a difference in their lives because our boys felt like someone intentionally, you know, was sacrificing time for them and cared about them and enjoyed them. And it was so powerful for them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I even like feel that a little bit like <laughs> with, it's like with our youth pastors at our church, they're like young guys or whatever. And they always like are hanging out with us and stuff. Like they went golfing with them. Yeah. And then they're like, wow. you know, sometimes we get like McDonald's after youth group and stuff. And it's just, like, ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was maybe like, I don't know, just when you're saying that I was thinking like, cause yesterday we had like some older youth come out. So like, maybe we could be more intentional with our relationships with them. Cause they're like our age pretty much. So like we can hang <laughs> yeah. out with and me- you know, again, depending on the protocols uh, and the plans that you have, like, you know, to invite them into the dorm. Now, again, you can't do it during COVID. Like, there's all sorts of cohort protocols with that. So I understand that. But maybe it's like, if there's time when you guys are online, uh, you know, in, in, in certain chat rooms, or you're engaging stuff through Instagram, or you're gaming, or different ways that you can connect that way as well. Those things say something also to young people, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if uh, if the leaders and them have a good community, then it's yeah. to reach out and then continue mm-hmm. that forward. So, yeah, because I feel like it's kind of hard, like when at youth groups when that when it's like grade like nines and then like grade twelves, and I feel like especially since there's a lot more like younger kids, I feel like that's kind of like uh, not really appealing for like the older kids to like be there hanging out with these younger kids. But if they're like friends of like the older like leaders, then they might actually. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. That's great. But yeah. Did yeah. you have any other questions? Um, no. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Do you, you said you want you, uh, you were at E3 for like 11 years, right? Yeah. Oh, um, did Eric Godwin ever, was he ever in your youth group? <laughs> Not only was Eric Godwin in our youth group, Eric Godwin worked at our camp here in Kelowna. Oh, he good. was just like at our place just a little while ago. In fact, I think he just invited my oldest son to come hang out with him in Lethbridge. So the Godwins, by the way, are crazy. Like those, wow. we've had, we've had, um, I think all three of them have been at our camp working here or two of the three for sure. So Aiden was in my youth group. Eric was too young when I was youth pastoring there. He never was quite there. Um, and then I forget what's the, uh, I forget the third. Um, what's that? Graham. Yeah. Graham. So yeah, they're great. We love them. We love their family. Their family's amazing. Their, their mom is, was our doctor, my wife's doctor. And so um, yeah, she delivered Cole, my youngest son too. How cool is that? Dr. Yeah. Elaine Godwin, if you're listening to this podcast, you are the deliverer of our lives. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, because Eric, I was talking with Eric because he's like my buddy and he's like, I'm like, yeah, we have class with Sid Coop. He's like, oh, Sid's my homie. Like, I went and stayed at the house. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, like I would come up and he'd, I'd wave, but I don't think he saw me because he'd be on his Zoom call drinking his coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I live most of my life on the Zoom call. But Eric, like that guy's so full of life, man. Like he's, they're crazy. They're fun and crazy. And I just appreciate him so much. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. He told me to make sure I said hi to him for you. So, oh, I like it. There's a, well, you tell him, yeah. Tell him to listen to the podcast. We give him all sorts of shout out on this thing, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, thank you, Eric. Yeah. Special shout out. So, yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Do you have any closing words? (laughs) No, I just want to say thanks so much, you guys, for letting me be a part of your podcast. That's so cool. And I love the class. Can't wait to get back. And uh, keep rolling with this, you guys. This is wonderful. I love it.
yeah it's fun I'm, i think yeah. besides all the technical difficulties we have every week <laughs> yeah you'll figure it out it'll keep it'll it, it, you're gonna keep having them but stay the course you'll figure it out mm-hmm. okay. yeah no it's lots of fun thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be on it awesome oh, <laughs> my pleasure you guys sure appreciate it thanks so much guys welcome back to the ollie media podcast um i'm olivia i'm oliver and this is our third episode and we're finally here with sid coop everyone's been waiting (laughs) (laughs) so many people have been waiting i'm sure this is great yeah on the first episode um i i like misjudged the weeks and i was like yeah next episode we'll have sid coop and then i just uh, yeah i lied and then (laughs) <laughs> like oh for sure the next episode so, <laughs> so finally yeah. Out that well yeah hey, i just want to say to you guys first of all like i'm i'm really honored to be on the podcast of course and i'm sorry this has been my fault for how delayed this oh. podcast is so i apologize you guys have been super gracious and patient with me thank you no it's okay we don't really have like um set like times like, like we're, not, we're not very consistent yet yeah. <laughs> like yeah we get so many technical difficulties like our last one was the first one we posted on youtube and there were so many problems yeah. <laughs> we posted <laughs> it, we posted it first with like a really bad echo because something happened i don't know the audio got like not lined up all of a sudden so we had to repost it and it took yeah. so long for the you have to get verified if you want to post a video longer than 15 minutes it's a learning experience. <laughs> Way yeah. to go, you guys. Well, I'm really honored to be a part of the learning journey. This is great. Way to go. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, Oliver put on our, like, we have an Instagram for the podcast now. And he put um, what we should, like, talk about with Sid Coop. And then someone, like, there's a bunch of, like, random requests. None of them really had anything to do with what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> one request was... Um, they wanted to hear the story of our first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my first kiss? Yeah. And ours. Yeah, we were going to just, just open it up with a little light stories <laughs> of our first kiss. <laughs> I love it. And just to be clear, um, we have never kissed. Like, when we talk about first kisses, this is like, this is, we have not kissed. No. I, just to be, you know, clear on the podcast, yeah. I think that's great. No, our not first kiss, our first yeah. kiss, but like each First time I met Sid, uh, no, I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bible does say we should greet one another with a holy kiss, but since COVID hit, you know, yeah. we've been trying to pull back a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. But, right. yeah. So, do you want to, I'll start? You, you say yours, just okay. quick. So, mine, um, <laughs> it was, like, the middle of, like, school, like, class, and I was just, like, I can't remember what happened. <laughs> but, um, so, I think I was, I can't remember how old I was. But I just like saw someone in like I saw someone in the hallways that I knew, and she's like, "Hey, like you want to kiss?" I was like, "Sure." And so we just like just kissed and then like went to our class like yeah on the way by it was like a quick hit and run kind of thing I don't know. Was <laughs> this like last year? No, not last year. <laughs> Last week in class that happened? I don't yeah, know. Last... What the heck? 
right. Yeah, on the way to lunch. Yeah. No. <laughs> nice. <That's interesting. laughs> um, mine was like big peer pressure. I did not want to, <laughs> but I think it was because like it was when I first moved to like a new city, so I had to like like be nice to everyone so I'd like make friends and then this one guy like caught word that I hadn't had my first kiss yet so then he was like he really wanted to be my first kiss I don't know why but he was like just like telling everyone and everyone was like come on like do it, do it. <laughs> and then my one friend had just had her first kiss like a week earlier so she was just a pro so she's like I'll do it if you <laughs> so I was like okay and then he like kissed her and then kissed me and then I was like, but yeah I did not want to but it's kind of funny because I ended up like dating that guy like two years later I think my my first the first the story I tell about my first kiss and I don't I'm I don't know if there was maybe one when I was like grade two at school on the playground I can't quite remember that I'm not sure but the story I tell is that was at camp and I was talking with this girl it was quite late at night we were we were outside of the outside the cabin and uh, I I wasn't supposed to be at camp but I broke my ankle driving a motorcycle so then I ended up at camp that week. And I, I always say to guys, listen, if you want to get a girl to talk to you, break a part of your body. And all of a sudden they start talking to you. Like, it's unbelievable. So we're sitting there talking and all of a sudden I feel this on the side of my face. And I'm like, oh, that's like a big bug just splatted on me or something. And then I realized she just kissed me. <laughs> and so that was like the first kiss. And I jump up and I'm like, I got to go. And I, I go crunching back to my cabin <laughs> and I find my best friend, Carlin. I'm like, Carlin. I got to talk to you. So we're leaving the cabin in the middle of like Bevo's and, uh, and the council's like, Hey, where are you going? We're like, we got to go pray or whatever. I don't even know. So anyways, <laughs> we get out there and then I turned him and go, Carlin, you're not going to believe what happened. He's like, what? I go, I just got kissed. And he's like, by what? I'm like a girl. <laughs> so that was kind of, that's kind of the, that's the way I remember that first experience. And it was definitely at camp. I definitely remember this spot that there's probably a number of details that aren't quite as accurate as I would like them to be but I definitely pulled Carlin out of the cabin and definitely yelled very loud what took place thinking yeah. that no one would hear and of course everybody heard at that point in time so that's definitely the story right there definitely a good atmosphere for is it for i don't know like lots well, of we kind of put the big x nail on that at our camp we kind of there was a long time where we had rules at our camp that if you ended up like yeah, you're getting caught making out at camp because there's lots of elements that go along with that that if a guy and girl got caught making out the girl had to phone the guy's mom and explain to her what she did and the guy had to phone the girl's dad and explain to him what they what he did we didn't have a whole lot of, of that going on at that point in time so <laughs> that was kind of part of the jam at least that's like the urban legend around here that that yeah. used to be that way Nobody knows for sure because it hasn't happened. That's well, correct. I don't think we've, yes, yeah, correct. Right answer, Oliver. I like it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, anyways, that's a nice little intro. <laughs> <laughs> nice icebreaker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, we just kind of wanted to like have you introduce yourself because I don't know. Well, we just had class and said, was our professor yeah so basically but, yeah. just give like a little where you're from and what you do kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah 
Cool. You got, first of all, I love being class. Your class was awesome. We, I had, I had a really great week. I'm looking forward to coming back to finishing the class in the new year, which will be fun too. But I grew up in a little town in Manitoba called Elkhorn, Manitoba, a town of like 500 people. I had 10 people in my grad class. That's it. Like that, that, that was tight. That was small. We loved it. Yeah. Olivia, what were you going to say? Oh no. I also, well, I had like 10 people in my class before I moved to like a city. So I didn't graduate with them, but I grew up with them. You understand small town living. I like it. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so did that, and then I went to Briarcrest after high school, did a year of university, and then felt like I wanted to go into full-time youth ministry, so finished at Briarcrest. I was in Canmore, Alberta, there for four years. I was youth pastoring in the church, and then in Lethbridge, Alberta for 11 years, and uh, was youth pastoring there while running our organization, Truth Matters, and then for the last about seven years, we've been here in Kelowna, and uh, our organization, my wife's the executive director of Green Bay Bible Camp. So we live at the camp and then I run our organization and we spend most of our time right now encouraging and equipping youth workers to better disciple students. And, um, and so we, we do that in a multiple ways. We run conferences when we can across the country. We run a school, a two-year program called the Coalition for Youth Ministry Excellence. We do um, research we do uh, uh, resourcing and a lot of it is online resourcing. And then we do like uh, helping uh, design youth ministries and coaching and helping youth ministries become more effective in, in what they're doing. So it's pretty fun, you guys. I get to do a lot of this kind of stuff and, and just helping, um, helping people think through what it means to pass faith on to the next generation, which is what we were doing at Kaleo, teaching a class on camping and youth ministry which was which was super cool love it yeah it was really fun definitely um so what would you say is kind of like the hardest thing like right now with COVID and everything you kind of said it's like a learning experience for everyone so uh yeah how would we like what's a good way to reach the youth going forward I would say yeah man that's a really great question Oliver so here's what's been hard I think in many of our youth ministry environments, we've got used to certain systems and structures for doing youth ministry or programs, right? We know that we can show up at church. We do this, 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 and this. We have these people involved. And with COVID, um, most of those systems or structures don't exist, at least not in the same way. So we've had to think through again, okay, what, you know, how do we pursue our mission? How do we express or live out our values? How do we invite kids into community? And I think, I think that's the, the hardest part right now, you know, because God has designed us for community. Like we experience his grace and his love um, through community so much, you know, theologically, if we take a look at, at the big picture of the Bible, you know, and you start understanding God's call and his design, is, is this concept that we were made for community. It's reflected in the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we've been designed to experience that type of unconditional love. You know, uh, you know a word that, that the Bible used would be koinonia or a fellowship, a way of being together. We're designed for that, that trans, that's transforming in our lives. And, um, and especially, you know, in, in adolescence, we long to belong so much. And so I think the big challenge right now is trying to figure out how to create spaces of belonging for adolescents to be able to experience God's love and his kingdom way in community. I think that's our great challenge right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if this is like the same question as what you just asked, but it's kind of like, like how do we like transition from like 
youth to leaders when there's like no like youth <laughs> like there is yeah. youth to work with because like, yeah because yeah, like most of the like learning experience is actually dealing with youth and having that experience of how to pass it on but right now like us upcoming leaders we don't really have that experience it's a little hard over zoom so yeah 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 well, and that, that's a great point, Oliver. And I think, I think that the truth is it is hard. Like there's no doubt it's hard, but let's be really clear. This isn't the, um, you know, this isn't the most difficult context for figuring out how to live the kingdom way. Do you know what I mean? There've been much more difficult contexts. You think about um, cultures that were violently opposed to faith yeah. and how the church had to figure out how to function and thrive um, you know, underground, love each other, gather, serve their cultural context. You think about, you know, the church when it was persecuted, even in the very beginnings, and how that persecution moved them to continue to think, how do we love each other? How do we care for each other? How do we, you know, serve within our culture and our community? So in one sense, this, is, this has always been the challenge. I think we've been in a unique space for a lot of years in, in, in Western culture. But, you, you know, this isn't, I would, I would like to suggest that this isn't the first time that we or the church have, have faced challenges in how to go about this. So what do we do? I think we remind ourselves exactly what we're about. Like, let's, let's refocus on our mission and our purpose. Let's acknowledge kind of the um, environments that we are in right now. And then let's think um, innovatively about how we can pursue the mission that God's called us to. Because couple of things that keep driving me, you guys. Number one, if God didn't want me in this time, I wouldn't be here. So I've been called to a time such as this. And number two, um, he always has a way. Like he's always been working. He is working, always will be working. And so there is a way forward in this. And so I think what we do is we get together, we pray, we think about the best possible ways that we can do the gospel work he's called us to. And then we try it. And when it doesn't work, we reimagine again. And I think the hard part is um, is fighting to grow our faith in this time, trusting that God is at work, trusting he has a way, trusting he'll give us a way for the next step. That's the hard part. So then, now here's what's fascinating to me, you guys. What's really fascinating to me is for the longest time, we've talked about our digital platforms as being a real distraction from healthy living and you know growing deep in Jesus. And there are certain things that are distractions about it. And yet now in this time, we're trying to really think through how do we redeem it? How do we use it? And so I was talking with, um, with a lady named Crystal Curgis, who's from the U.S. She's absolutely wonderful. And she's the um, vice president of discipleship for Young Life in the U.S. And she said to me, she goes, Sid, I think one way forward is that before we would do discipleship and our digital devices were a distraction from what we were trying to do. And now they've become the platform for doing it. So it might not be the same type of distraction. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not inherent problems with it. And we got, you know, like we're, what we're doing in our youth ministries is we're trying to get volunteer leaders to show up on driveways, make phone calls, um, gather socially distanced small numbers in their home. Like these are all things that we can still do broadly. And then for you guys, you know, I think this is probably a season where, well, it is where you go deep in your faith because what we model is going to be the most important part of, of our journey of discipleship with others. So you go, you have a season where you get to go deep in your faith. 
And then to the best of your ability, you use the tools and opportunities that are around you. So maybe it means making an extra phone call, uh, texting. Maybe it means things like um, purposefully gaming with appropriate environments. You know what I mean? To build relationship and enter into conversations, right? Like, and I think if, I think we, we try to be really good critical thinkers, we're aware of how things are shaping us, whether positive or negative, and we make good decisions on that. But um, by all means, we keep trying to help people experience the gospel of Jesus Christ, both hear and experience the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to wrestle with it. And again, I just have to believe my biggest fight is the fight of faith to believe that when God says he will give us what we need to do what he's asking us to do, that includes now. And so I'm praying that his spirit will keep leading me. But it's not easy, you guys. Like, I mean, this is a great moment on the podcast to sound so positive. But <laughs> and then in like a half hour from now, I'm like, Lord, I can't keep going. So, yeah, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's good um yeah so yeah and I think we learned a lot about like things we can do like in class too got a lot of notes I don't remember them offhand. <laughs> uh, me neither by the way I understand that and you and again you know what you guys like like no one there's no such thing as an expert in this time because we've never been through this mm-hmm. so all of us are trying to learn uh together and that's just true so no one's an expert at this point yeah trial and error is a big thing yeah <laughs> yep yeah. Um, so then, um, moving on, I was going to ask if you have any advice for like getting like more, um, youth involved, like in like the church as like, and like youth group and kind of thing. And like, just kind of like elaborate on how we're like, we come off as like judgmental, but like that kind of like scares kids away. Cause like, I know for like our youth group that like we're helping at right now, like Mm -hmm. there's like kind of a lack of youth and I think like a lot of the youth groups are experiencing that so just like I don't know how do we get them in? <laughs> yeah that's a great question Olivia so here's what I think I think um I think uh trust built over time allows us the opportunity to influence deeply and so then I go okay how do we get to build trust while well, we have shared experiences together do you know what I mean we do stuff together we learn to relate we learn to listen so um, I, I've been a big believer that I overestimate what I can accomplish in like one year and underestimate what I can do in five. When I started in Canmore um, as a new youth worker, and I wasn't thinking in terms of one year and five, I was thinking in terms of like one month and five months, you know, at that point at the beginning, I thought that kids should listen to me and I should be able to influence on all this stuff right away. And they didn't want to. It was they had wanted nothing to do with me that way. And what I had to do was just persevere in, um, in, um, in loving and staying present and continuing to pursue appropriately in a non-threatening manner. And it took us like two months plus with a lot of shared experiences and a lot of perseverance where all of a sudden they began to trust me and start opening up and then I could begin to influence. You know what I mean? And so to like, I would always say um, aggressively love and humbly point to the truth over time can, will win the day. But, but we have to be patient and we have to be present and we have to persevere. Does that make sense, you guys? So I don't think it's magic, but man, it's not easy, right? Yeah. yeah. And then oh. you can go ahead. go ahead. It's like kind of hard like for us because I don't know. We only have like yeah. one year. So I'm like, and I still feel kind of like awkward, like. 
I don't know, <laughs> like talking to the kids and stuff because like we don't know them that well, and like some yeah. to themselves. For you guys, it's for you guys. It's really hard because you get to drop in once a week, yeah. and you're only here for like a year, if that. And so here's what I think. I my my for you guys, what I think is number one. This is a great opportunity for you to learn. So you get to drop in and learn. You observe. You see. You'll even learn how kids respond in the short term and those sorts of things. So that's a great learning. You get to observe structures and see how have those structures that are in place help facilitate good, like um, good relationships and ministry. So you're observing a lot. And then I think what you do is you pray, God, help me to be faithful in the moments you want to give. So, so I also don't underestimate how powerful a moment can be when God calls us to step into a young person's life for just this time. And so I know I can't do everything, but I can be faithful in this time. Maybe it's just faithful to listen. Maybe it's simply faithful to say hi. Maybe it's simply faithful to be interested in someone. Like maybe they've never had someone before actually give them honor and dignity or respect by asking an honest question and wanting to actually listen to them. You know what I mean? That might be like one of the first times. And even though outwardly they might respond defensively or cautiously, we never know what God's doing inwardly. And so I think, you know, for you guys, I would just go, Lord, this is all I got right now. I got this hour and a half this week. So I'm going to trust that your spirit will help me be faithful with that hour and a half this week. And it might only be me standing there praying for these kids in my head. Like that might be the only thing I get to do. You know what I mean? But that's a good thing. Like that's a really good thing and a really important thing. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I think part of, yeah, like bringing more kids in and uh, like keeping them coming to youth is what you said is like building the trust. So more long term. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. good. Like realize to not like try and put that weight on our shoulders yeah. to make like. Our well, yeah. And you guys are helping out at youth youth groups. So those youth groups have the burden of responsibility to figure out how to engage their community, how to create experiences and opportunities to you know, to bring the community in and to go to the community. And then they invite you on that journey. So, so you guys are guests for a time to be mm -hmm. faithful in the moment, but really it's those organizations and those churches that bear the burden of responsibility to really figure out how to, um, how to make a difference in their community. That's actually their responsibility primarily. Yeah. 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 That's good. Good thought think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um oh yeah so then like going along with that i was kind of like went in the first like conference that you guys had like the zoom that we were watching or whatever they're the yeah. one yeah um the one guy was saying how like uh you need to create like uh time for like the individuals so, like have like trans or like individual time for trans wait what sorry <laughs> transfer like for transformation like on their own terms kind of and like he said a like youth group is always just like you know come play a game have a snack have the talk at the end and then it's just kind of like getting into like a routine and like I know that's like every youth group I've been to I haven't really seen anything different so just like kind of like how do you create create those like times for like individual transformation yeah that's a great question so I've always believed that um, connecting with students inside program moments, like within your program, is a really great thing. We should do it. 
But sometimes if we only connect with kids inside the program, kids can feel like they're the program a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like if I wasn't in your program, you wouldn't care about me. So, you know, so what I think is when we connect with kids outside of program moments, so we go watch them as they're playing a sport or in their school, or we take them out, you know, for a burger or, you know, that's appropriate with the protocols uh, of the organization you're working with. When we work within those and do that stuff, what happens there is I think kids go, Oh, you really care about me. Like you're taking time outside of the program to connect with me. I'm more than just a program to you. I'm a human being that you actually value. Okay. This is incredible. So then that begins to have impact. And then like, now you guys don't get to do this, but people in youth ministries or communities, when they stay with that group of kids for a number of years, and now they're connecting with them both in the program and outside of the program, that becomes really powerful for that young person. Because now again, they're more than a program. They get to see you living life and they feel deeply loved, cared for by you. You get to hear their stories. You get to engage them in, in the real elements of life because they begin to trust you. So, so I really believe, you know, one of the things that we're talking, we're working with a number of youth ministries across the country. And we have like these, these values we think are really important or these behaviors that reflect certain values. And one of them is reaching out. And so when you reach out to kids, when you intentionally go to them, and especially if you reach out to them outside of program moments, it makes a significant impact in their lives. It can make a real difference. And I know with my boys, like they would have their leader every once in a while, pick them up from school and take them for lunch. And we would give permission for that. We thought it was great. And it just made such a difference in their lives because our boys felt like someone intentionally, you know, was sacrificing time for them and cared about them and enjoyed them. And it was so powerful for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I even like feel that a little bit like <laughs> with, it's like with our youth pastors at our church, they're like young guys or whatever. And they always like are hanging out with us and stuff. Like they went golfing with them yeah. and then they're like, oh. Sometimes we get like McDonald's after youth group and stuff, and it's just like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but like, I was maybe like, I don't know, just when you're saying that, I was thinking like, because yesterday we had like some older youth come out, so like maybe we could be more intentional with our relationships with them because they're like our age pretty much. So like, we can hang <laughs> yeah. out. With and you know, again, depending on the protocols uh, and the plans that you have, like, you know, to invite them into the dorm. Now, again, you can't do it during COVID. Like, there's all sorts of cohort protocols with that so i understand that but maybe it's like if there's time when you guys are online uh you know in, in in certain chat rooms or you're engaging stuff through instagram or you're gaming or different ways that you can connect that way as well those things say something also to young people for sure yeah 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 i feel like if uh if the leaders and them have a good community then it's yeah to reach out and then continue mm -hmm. that forward so yeah, because I feel like it's kind of hard, like when at youth groups, when that when it's like grade like nines and then like grade twelves, and I feel like especially since there's a lot more like younger kids, I feel like that's kind of like uh, not really appealing for like the older kids to like be there hanging out with these younger kids. But if they're like friends of like the older like leaders, then they might actually. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, that's great. But yeah, did yeah. you have any other questions? Um. No. Oh, sorry. Um, okay. Do you
do you you said you went you uh you were at e for like 11 years right yeah so um did eric godwin ever was he ever in your youth group <laughs> not only was eric godwin in our youth group eric godwin worked at our camp here in Kelowna. Oh, he was good. just like at our place just a little while ago in fact i think he just invited my oldest son to come hang out with him in lethbridge so the godwins by the way are crazy like those, yeah. we've had we've had um i think all three of them have been at our camp working here or two of the three for sure. So Aiden was in my youth group. Eric was too young when I was youth pastoring there. He never was quite there. Um, and then I forget what's the, uh, I forget the third. Um, what's that? Graham. Yeah. Graham. So yeah, they're great. We love them. We love their family. Their family's amazing. Their, their mom is, was our doctor, my wife's doctor. And so um, yeah, she delivered Cole, my youngest son too. How cool is that? Dr. Yeah. Elaine Godwin, if you're listening to this podcast, you are the deliverer of our lives. It's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, because Eric, I was talking with Eric because he's like my buddy and he's like, I'm like, yeah, we have class with Sid Coop. He's like, oh, Sid's my homie. Like, I went and stayed at the house. I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, like I would come up and he'd, I'd wave, but I don't think he saw me because he'd be on his Zoom call drinking his coffee. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I live most of my life on the Zoom call. But Eric, like that guy's so full of life, man. Like he's, they're crazy. They're fun and crazy. And I just appreciate him so much. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. He told me to make sure I said hi to him for you. So, Oh, I like it. There's a, well, tell him, yeah. tell him to listen to the podcast. We give him all sorts of shout out on this thing, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Thank you, Eric. yeah. Special shout out. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Do you have any closing words? <laughs> no, I just want to say thanks so much, you guys, for letting me be a part of your podcast. That's so cool. And thanks. I love the class. Can't wait to get back. And yeah. uh, keep rolling with this, you guys. This is wonderful. I love it. Yeah, it's fun. I'm, I think yeah. besides all the technical difficulties we have every week. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out. It'll keep, it'll, it, it, you're going to keep having them, but stay the course. You'll figure it out. Okay. yeah no it's lots of fun thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be on it awesome oh, <laughs> my pleasure you guys sure appreciate it thanks so much Break my